The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here on this Thursday edition of the show. Again, we're on down in Franklin County WZYX and one thing that that we do need to mention about WZYX is they have an outdoor show and I love that it's kind of, you know, a little synchrony here, Southern middle Tennessee outdoors. Um, little synergy, little, little, little. Yeah. Yeah. It's good we, stuff. We won't see you Al. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, it's a one hour discussion on topics of issues. Uh, and it, you know, Outdoors, obviously, you're talking fishing and and hunting and and marinas and uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, it airs on Thursday at one o five and at five o five, and on Saturdays at seven o five a.m. So that's pretty awesome. It's heard in a multi-county area, including Franklin, Coffee, Moore, Lincoln, and Grundy counties. On AM 440, FM 94.5, and FM 95.3. And on the World Wide Web <laughs> at WZYXRadio.net. So. Every time I hear World Wide Web, I just want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about dial up? Oh, dude. I had a personal computer in my house at not, in 1995. Yeah. You know what to do with it, but you had one. Uh, I had AOL Kids. It was a thing. <laughs> In yeah, 1995. My my screen name on AIM was Yalfer14. Y-O-W-F-E-R 14. So there you go. <laughs> hey, hey, I, saw, um, I saw a picture on Twitter yesterday, and I thought about you because you're always giving me a hard time about Nickelodeon and stuff. Um <laughs> Two guys. And this brother. I saw the same picture. Uh, <laughs> did you see my retweet? Uh, I did um, see your retweet. Saving the world before, before bedtime. bedtime. That's Powder, it. Powderpuff Girls. Yes, sir. Gotta Bubbles, love it. Bubbles, Blossom, and Buttercup. 
Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. I guess we should probably stop making Brad wait. <laughs> well, we we're kind of building up the anticipation <laughs> sort of like Brad often does as he rolls out his um Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame inductees. But joining us here on the um the Parks Motor Sales Hotline is Brad Willis, executive director of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. They recently wrapped up the process of informing their <laughs> 2021 induction class that they would be inducted. And Brad likes to have fun with that. Brad, good morning. Morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing well, thanks. Appreciate you taking some time with us. Um, you know, we had Mike Keith on last week, and he um, – he talked about how much he enjoyed watching other people get got with their <laughs> um, Hall of Fame induction um, notices, I guess. And it's not so much fun when you're on the getting got end, I guess. But um, yeah, <laughs> you you and uh, you've enlisted a, a cast of thousands to help you with that, but you really do a great job with that. Everybody really seems to enjoy it. Well, you're, you're, you're kind to say that, you know, I, I took over this role, uh, in January of 2020 and I knew I was getting ready to, to take it. And I had some ideas in mind and I'm not sure if you remember, you know, the, the pro football hall of fame had a huge class that they were going to announce, um, last year. And it included like Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson. And we were, we were actually getting ready to call a playoff game, I think. And, uh, we were in the booth at Nissan Stadium, and David Baker walks out on the set and tells Bill Cower live on the air that, that he's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Philip Noel, who's our game day engineer on Titans Radio, is standing next to me, and I point at the television. I'm like, this is the kind of stuff that I want to do. Like, I want to make sure that people understand, like, what a big deal it is to be installed into, you know, a sports Hall of Fame. And so, you know, I kind of took that and, and ran with it. And, you know, last year, and with our class of 2020, we got to kind of go around and do some things before COVID. And we got to go to basketball games and surprise people during media timeouts. And uh, we had Jeff Fisher come to a radio station thinking he was uh, part of an interview. And we kind of dropped the news on him. And so it's been a fun little part of the way that I've been trying to do it. And I'm glad people enjoy it. Um, you know, Mike is a good example. You know, Mike thought he was getting ready to host a podcast. So he did, you know, like a few hours of prep work and wrote out a bunch of questions only to find out that he didn't have to do any of it. But, uh, you know, I think, I think most of the time, uh, people, people end up enjoying it, even if maybe they're not huge fans of surprises. No, I think Mike enjoyed it to no end. I do think he is a little grudgeful that he's not been able to use that prep work. In fact, we, 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 we kind of indulged him a little yeah. bit and let him use some of it during <laughs> our interview. But, um, again, speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Brad Willis, Executive Director of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, the 2021 Hall of Fame induction class will be – honored win brad because i'm looking at the david Poyle piece and not seeing it <laughs> well it's and part of that is because you know last year we we uh moved to uh i want to say virtual but it was really a televised uh induction mm -hmm. special and we're going to take that approach this year too while we try to wait for nashville to get you know their group restrictions to a place where we could be able to get everybody together and hold a banquet that uh you know we feel like deserving of the honor 
But we're going to shoot to have that uh, special done the last weekend in June and air across the state. You know, last year it was on in Nashville and Memphis and Jackson and Chattanooga, Knoxville, Johnson City. And so we're going to shoot to kind of have the same reach across the state, maybe reach out to a few more uh, stations. And then hopefully, you know, maybe by third or fourth quarter of this year, we're to a place where we can get, you know, three, 400 together and have a, you know, a smaller, more intimate type event where we can, we can honor their class, this class and have them, you know, bring some family members and really just celebrate them as we can. As we mentioned, Mike Keith, the voice of the Tennessee Titans, part of this 2021 induction class, Nashville Predators general manager, David Paul, Cindy Parlow Cone, former Germantown high school soccer standout who went on to play at North Carolina, currently U.S. soccer president, uh, trio from Tennessee, baseball, well, two sports standout, Todd Helton, um, football standout Bill Bates, and Reggie Johnson from the Volunteer Men's Basketball Program. Um, MTSU's Mike Caldwell, East Tennessee State Basketball's Tommy Woods, uh, Memphis women's basketball coaching legend Mary Lou Johns. That would have actually been Memphis State, Chris. Um, (laughs) Vanderbilt women's basketball trailblazer Kathy Bender and wheelchair basketball champion Brandon Rowland from Jackson other members of that 2021 induction class that will be honored later this summer. Um, Brad, (laughs) you know, you look at some of these names and you wonder how it is that they're just now going in, but at the same time, it's, it's, (laughs) it's obviously a great honor for those folks. It is. And you know, it's, it's actually one of the questions I get the most in terms of, you know, how are people nominated and how are people uh, ultimately selected? And part of part of it is, is that the bylaws state that someone would have to be retired from their sport for three years or be over the age of 50 for someone who's still an administrator or a post or a general manager, for example. Um, But we rely on the general public to nominate individuals. You know, it's not uh, it's not necessarily something we pick out of a hat. People will, will nominate people to be considered. And then we have regional nomination committees for each grand division of the state that will sit down and take all the nominations and try to whittle those down to a group of, of 15. And then uh, we'll come together as a, as a full board because we have 18 board members across the state come together as a full board and, and narrow that group down to as many as 11. And so it's a tough process. There are a lot of names at the end of the day that when you get down to that 11, you're looking at position 12, 13, 14, and thinking, wow, you know, this is, this is a tough, you know, tough deal because yeah, the the bubble is really, really, really tight. And so, you know, you know, right off the bat, that person is definitely going to have some serious consideration for next year. And the the good news is, is that if someone is nominated for, for the Tennessee sports hall of fame, their nomination's good for five years. So if they don't make it in on the first, you know, on the first ballot, if you will, they, they're still in the conversation for four more years. And, and oftentimes, and, and Bill Bates is a good example of that. Bill Bates was originally nominated in 2017. And um, just goes to show you, you know, how, how full that some of these classes have been over the last few years that we're just now getting to 2021 and, and Bill's making it because, you know, the, the career he had, not just at Tennessee, but all those years in Dallas with the Cowboys as an undrafted free agent that just, 
you know, wreaked havoc on special teams. Uh, you know, he's a great story and, and one that we're looking forward to telling in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Okay, so Brad, let me ask you then, once you're nominated, if you don't get in, you you are still in the process of being considered for five years. So had Bill not gone in this year, would he have to have been renominated then, or how That's does that correct. work? That's exactly right. So you could be renominated, and really it would kind of start the clock over for you. Uh, so it's not not all hope is lost, I guess, if you will, if, if, if you get nominated and you don't get selected in the five-year window. Uh, gotcha. But someone would need to step up and renominate you for us to con- continue the consideration. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting to know. And you said the public can make nominations? They can. If you go to our website, which is tshf.net, right along the top, there's a button that says how to nominate. And it's just a small form where you fill out their name, your name, contact information so that we can reach out and find out more about the nominee if we need to. Uh, And then what we do as a group is uh, this year we had it in January. I think we'd like to have it in late November, early December, where our nomination committee gets together and kind of goes through the process of narrowing that group down. Uh, but we do that once a year. And so, you know, it's right after we started naming the class of 2021, I started to get an influx of calls about, hey, how do I nominate somebody? And that's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can just, like I said, log into our website. It's the easiest way to do it, which is tshf.net. That's pretty easy. That that Sometimes websites can get a little crazy. This one's pretty simple. I like simple. We like We like to keep it simple. We like to keep it simple, and and you're right. I mean, sometimes you can overcomplicate a process. That's, that's and, one and of we, our favorite one of our favorite sayings here is "keep it simple, stupid." That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. I am totally on board with that. So our goal is to our goal is to keep it very straightforward. And if you know if someone has, uh, you know, and and I'll tell you, you know, when you're talking about um, some of the names that go into the Hall of Fame, jump right off the page at you. You know, Peyton mm-hmm. Manning goes in in 2019. That's a total no brainer. Um, you have somebody went in in 2020, a uh, woman that by the name of Betty Giles. Her name might not jump off the page, but Betty Giles, who's 92 years old and wouldn't mind me telling you that, uh, was the first and only female athletics director at the University of Tennessee at Martin. She was instrumental in Title IX, and she recruited Pat Summit to Martin say, to play basketball. Yeah. And I, I remember uh, and that. So, yeah, and she's not necessarily a name that if we all sat in a room and said, who are the, the top sports figures from the state of Tennessee, no one might ever come up with that name in that meeting. But that's why we rely on the public to reach out to us and make sure that we're aware of those stories because there's lots of stories to tell. When you're talking about Murray County, Franklin County, you know, people in, in it, people that connect with those communities aren't just historical figures or athletic figures, but in, in many cases, they're cultural figures. I mean, they're people that you relate to and that you learn from and you look to as inspiration, and we want to make sure we're telling those stories too. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Brad Willis, Executive Director of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Established in 1966, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame honors figures from every sport, including basketball, baseball, football, golf, soccer, and track and field, along with coaches, teams, sports writers. Hey, Chris, you got hope. And others who made an impact. Um, The Tennessee Department of Tourism Development oversees all operations, along with the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame Board of Directors. And the Sports Hall of Fame is physically housed at Bridgestone Arena, is that correct, Brad? 
That's right. And it's, and it's too well kept of a secret. And so I'm trying to get the word out that if you, um, if you pick your Bridgestone arena, a lot of people, uh, are familiar with the, you know, the, the, the tower that stands there on the corner mm-hmm. of fifth and Broadway, right at the base of that tower is the national convention and visitors corporations visitor center. And we're housed basically right inside there. So if, if you're visiting downtown Nashville, whether you're, you're bringing the family down or you're just getting ready to go out for a weekend and hit the honky tonks or whatever it is you've got planned. If you stop right there at the corner of fifth and Broadway, you can enter through the visitor center and the Tennessee sports hall of fame is right there. We got 7,500 square feet of exhibits and, um, you know, it's, it's free to tour right now. So there's really no excuse not to come take a walk through and, and learn a little bit about the history of sports in our state. You guys are still open Tuesday through Sunday, 10 to four. Tuesday through Saturday right now. Saturday. Uh, gotcha. We may expand to Sunday when, when summertime gets here. Brad, um, established in 1966, covers a lot of ground. Um, and I'm not familiar enough with everybody that's in there. Who is glaringly absent in your mind right now? Oh, wow. That's a great question. That's a great question. Um. <sighs> I'm trying to, Harry Galbraith is one that stands out mm. to me that's missing. Uh, Oscar Robertson is actually from the state of Tennessee. Correct. Um, Charlotte. And, yep, and is not uh, in as part of the hall yet. Um, you know, that's a great question. And, and, you know, I oftentimes get too focused on the names that are in that it, it, it's, it almost blurs that line of, of who's not in. In fact, from time to time, someone will ask me, hey, is this person in? And I swear, you know, I'm like, of course they are. You know? <laughs> and, then, and, then I, and then I look it up and I'm like, no, they're not. How is that? How is that a thing? Um, and that's, you know, that really comes down to a couple things. One, you can only put in 11 a year. Mm-hmm. Two, I think a lot of people operate with the idea that those names, well, clearly they'd be in. And so, you know, again, we rely on the public to make a nomination. Well, they if they believe they're already in, then what's the point of making the nomination? So uh, I like to sit down from time to time and go go through our list again and see who's in, just to refresh my memory, because oftentimes you'll start reading a bio and you'll remember a teammate or you'll remember a coach or you'll remember someone who um, who isn't in the hall. And, you know, and I think the one thing that's going to start really – changing over the next few years is you know middle tennessee has really and the state of tennessee actually has only been home to professional you know major league sports franchises now for 25 you know 20 Mm -hmm. to 25 years so you're starting to see a lot of those names but you know for example the national predators we didn't have a predator represented until last year and terry crisp was the first and he didn't play for the organization but he very much helps teach the game to Middle Tennessee. Right. Uh, David Poyle going in this year, and you think about players, and it's like, well, not many of those guys who really made an impact have been out of the game long enough to garner you know, consideration based on the bylaws. And so those kinds of things, you know, I think of someone like Zach Randolph and what he meant to the Memphis Grizzlies during that grit and grind you know, era for them. Well, he hasn't been out of the game long enough. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing you know, some of those names that people are very familiar with just because of, you know, proximity, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, starting to kind of come up for eligibility because I think that they are 
a very interesting part of, of the history of sports in our state. And really, um, you know, a, a, a very um, forward-facing part, you know, that, that not just – that didn't just garner statewide attention, but in many ways a lot, a lot of folks that had nationwide attention. Brad Willis, Executive Director of Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame on the Parks Murder Sales Hotline again today. Uh, Brad, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate the work that you do with the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. If you do want to know who is in the Hall of Fame, you can also go to tsahf.net, and you can actually look it up, inductees by year. You can just see a list of everybody. So however you want to do it. it's pretty interesting, but thank you so much for, for visiting with us and telling us a little bit about what you guys are doing over there. We look forward to coming down and, and seeing the exhibits. Definitely. Come see us sometime. Uh, maybe you guys can come up and do a show here. Sometime. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Okay. We, we will. We will. Don't, don't don't say it if you don't mean it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. We will take you it. up on some of that. <laughs> I mean it. Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me on and, uh, and everybody listening, you know, just come give us a visit and, uh, I think you'll enjoy it and learn a little bit about uh, the history of sports in our state. It'll be fun. No doubt. Thanks so much. All right, Brad Willis from the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, Executive Director from the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. And when we come back, we are going to talk Bravos. So, the Atlanta Braves. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. Stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into the show. 28 minutes past the top of the hour here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. So happy to have you here with us on this Thursday edition. If you have missed any part of today's show, Prep Sports Hour, that first hour is available on our podcast on the website sm-tnsports.com. If you missed any part of the second hour uh, in that first interview we just had with Brad Willis, that will be on the special guest podcast, but also in the second hour podcast where you can hear the entire second hour. All of that available on our website, sm-tnsports.com. I didn't ask Brad this because I didn't want to put him on the spot, but I'm just curious if we can take people out of the Hall of Fame. (laughs) That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I mean, (laughs) 
But this one you could get behind with me. Okay. 1986 inductee James Tim McCarver. <laughs> Told you it was directly tied to the Atlanta Braves. I know at least one person <laughs> who would be in favor of it. The, 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 the current the football coach at Jackson coach. State. Yeah. Would be all for that, no doubt. Wow. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Man, yeah, he was inducted the year I was born. That's oof, that's wild to me. Well, anyway. You're young. Yeah, but I, I guess it's like he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, I mean, he was he was on TV when I was a kid. Like, I didn't, you know, it, it's weird because some people, you know, if you're over the age of 50, you can get in even if you're still active in as a broadcaster or something. So, yeah. Just interesting. I was like, when I saw Tim McCarver's name, I was like, hmm, how do we take him out? <laughs> That's the question we're going to need to be asking here. <laughs> Just saying. Speaking of the Braves. Yeah, let's talk about the Braves because uh, the Atlanta Braves are still winless in non-inning baseball games this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> as it turns out, they're undefeated in seven inning baseball games this you know year. we t- who was it that we talked to yesterday oh it was winston winston neal braves fan winston neal um talking about his columbia state men's basketball team trying to go one and oh today and one and oh again tomorrow well the braves went two and oh yesterday yeah, see, that's that. That's when that doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're trying to go one and zero, but you're playing two games, well, so got to go. <laughs> there, there's too many options here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they cut out those last two innings, where where they typically have their problems in the nine inning games. Yeah, uh-huh. and well, offensively, the Atlanta Braves have been very good in the seventh inning and later in the last couple of years. So uh, this year, that certainly. <laughs> played a big part yesterday as Pablo Sandoval hit his second pitch pinch hit home run of the year to give the panda. The, yeah. So let me tell you. So Charlie was asleep. Sarah was downstairs. I was laying on the couch. I'm watching this and I saw him swing and miss on the first fastball. And then he fouled one off. And then I saw him swing and miss on a second fastball. And I said, there's no way he misses a third one. He's not going to miss a third one. And he didn't miss it. <laughs> he smashed it to deep center, scoring Dansby Swanson. The only question was whether or not it was going to get, get out, out because Nationals Park. Deep. It, okay. That, that place is the deepest part of the ballpark, he and it's swung, way Explain deeper. something to me real quick, though. Okay. You said he swung and missed at a fastball, mm-hmm. fouled one off, mm-hmm. swung and missed at a second fastball, and then hit one out. Um, I think did they, did they change the rules? Well, I, I'm not sure. I think the fir- the foul ball was the third. Was um, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't. That would be the second strike. Ball. He no, he just swung and missed it too. He didn't foul one off. Okay, because he hit the third one. It was I guess a two two. I knew that. I, I knew the baseball was undergoing some changes here and you're there. Right. But <laughs> you're right. Um, but when he when he connected on that, I thought. I thought it was a pop up at first. Yeah, I thought I thought Robles was going to have a play on it, and it just kept rolling. Kept apparently. going. Yeah. So, and I thought, man, this is this is insane. 
as our friend of the show, Mark Bowman, tweeted yesterday, Pablo Sandoval on pace to hit 54 pinch hit home runs this season as he's hit one in the first six games. Or two in the first six games. There we go. Um, Braves looking really good right now. Uh, They just got to put it all together at one one time. They get, you know, do a great job hitting in game one uh, against Max Scherzer, but can't get the pitching to go with it. Uh, Do a great job hitting in game two. Max Free can't get the pitching to go with it. I would say you are probably one of the most optimistic people. You know, somebody that's looking really, really good right now. That's two and four. Well, it's just that they they're really good, except for the score in one or the other. They got to put it together. Right, so they peanut butter, no jelly. Exactly. <laughs> got all, got two things in, that never got two things that match. Right. No Kool Aid. No. Sh- you got Kool Aid. No, no sugar. Yeah. Ham. No burger. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to. Haskar, Haskar, Enoa. Yeah, I think it's Waskar. Waskar. Waskar Enoa. Enoa, yes. That dude. Because what was supposed to be a bullpen start in game two, he went five scoreless. He may be starter number five. He may be starter number five. He may be starter number six. If he's not, he, he certainly earned the opportunity to show you he's not. Starter number five. I mean, he that guy. He did a heck of a job yesterday. And again, in what was supposed to be a bullpen start, suddenly you didn't need the bullpen, which keeps them clean as they come home for these next few games. I mean, 70, 70 plus pitches in five innings, which is solid. This kid's young. You know, it, it, I want to say it was Dob yesterday. He said something about you know if this was a kid that the Braves had drafted, we would be talking about him so much mm. more. But he came in a trade with is it Minnesota? I think so. And he came over in a trade, and we just really haven't heard a whole lot about him. And then last year he kind of emerges on the scene, but he's twenty two, twenty three years old, and he it looks like he really had a great off season. Looks like he much like we could afford to, dropped a couple of pounds. Um, he's changed numbers. Who was 19 last year? I cannot remember. Was it not Shane Green? Oh, it Green? was Shane Green. It yeah. was Shane Green, yeah. The last 19 I can remember was Andrelton Simmons. So, yeah. Simba. Mm. We miss you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So. He has, he has looked really good. And he gave them a lift down the stretch last year as well. So. Exactly. So he took some momentum into the offseason and has continued that early on this time. Again, great start for him yesterday. In game one, the Braves get uh, two runs in the top of the seventh to go up 7-4, to four, right? 7-5. Seven, 7-5. Five. Seven, five. Seven, five. Will Smith, who continues to be <laughs> unimpressive, walks. Walks two. Um, finally gets out of it with a double play. Yeah, with a with a dribbler back to him that he actually made a good throw to second on, better than some of his pitches. Uh, you know, to turn two to get out of it with a seven six win, and I guess he got the save. 
He did. He did. Nearly blew it, but he got the save. As we were getting ready to go to lunch, Coach, uh, we had walked out of a chiropractor, and we were going to lunch. We got out of the car, and I said, I'm done with the Will Smith experiment. I, I would rather throw Nuke out there. And to which Mo was like, I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. <laughs> well. Well. As luck about, would have it. About that. Yeah. I called it because in the bottom of the seventh, in game two, they ran Nuke out there. And all he does is strike out the side. Dude was touching 99. And Brian Snicker said after the game, quote, that's closer stuff right there. And I'm like, oh, dear God. Hey. Uh, on a At, team that clearly does not have one. Closer by committee. That's well, all right, I'm saying. Well, I mean, right now he's the head of the committee. Exactly. And I'm fine with that. And right the hot hand. Ride him until he can't do it, it and, and then go to mentor and then go to anybody. I don't care. As long as it's not Will Smith. As long as it's not Will Smith. Smith. We'll try Luke Jackson again for all I care. He gave up, uh, which he, he walked one yesterday, but he didn't. I mean, gave up a hit, walked, walked one, but got out of it with well, – yeah, the the, really good pitches. the Will Smith experience is a play on the Luke Jackson They're, experience. They are one hundred percent the same people. Yeah, you I mean, I mean that's that's kind of what you're going to get with Luke. He he likes to dance that fine line. Well, you know, Kimbrel did that though. Kimbrel liked to put a one or two on every now and then, <laughs> just to make it interesting. Just to make it interesting, and then he would strum it by us. And say, okay, now I'm done playing. Let me just throw 99. And that's what you, I mean, if you've got 99, throw 99. That's all. Smoke them if you got them. I mean, why not? The only thing is, in in all fairness, you know, major league hitters can hit 99. So if you're going to throw it, it's got to have some movement. You've got to be able to hit some spots with it. Or, Or just go up high. And, you know, and Noah was fantastic yesterday on the corners guy was hitting corners like you wouldn't believe i mean and he's got he's got velocity Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that guy could be your closer but if he can give you five you take five on this team right now yeah every day And, and again when you look at the fact that you're probably not looking at a five man rotation all year just because of the innings that people threw last year, you're not going to be able to double or triple, which is what you're doing basically when you go from a 60-game schedule to a 162. You know, That's Not a- everybody's going to be able to go out there every fifth day from now until the end of September. So That's- I, think, I think Enoa is going to play a pretty vital role as a starter for this team over the course of this season. I think that's one of the biggest issues is that I feel like Major League Baseball should have expanded the roster like Bowman told us to, you know, and, and like, just to allow and like an George extra Plaster pitcher was saying when he was in here a few days ago as well. Yeah. I mean, let's expand the roster because the Braves, they probably have seven starting pitchers. If we're really – I mean, you're talking about um, – once Soroka gets back. Which, you, you saw the news about the shoulder, shoulder inflammation. Yeah, Again, when you think he's ready, wait a month. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, Soroka, Freed, Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton, Drew Smiley, Waskar Enoa, and Bryce Wilson. That's seven potential starters mm-hmm. based on 
last year's performances. Obviously, Max Fried has not gotten off to the best start. That being said, he only gave up two earned runs, two earned runs in his first start. That wasn't really that bad. We just go, it, it felt bad because he threw a lot of pitches. Because it's Max Fried. Yeah. Now, yesterday, a little different story. Gave up four in the first inning, or it might have been just three. I think it was four in the first inning. But again, just like our former left-handed ace, Tom Glavin. Better get him early. Get him early in yeah. the first because once he gets settled in, he's unhittable. Um, and then, you know, he takes the the ball off the leg and Snicker says, eh, it's a seven-inning game. We don't have to burn a bunch of the bullpen if we don't want to. Let's go ahead and take him out in the third. <clears throat> Gives you an opportunity. That's just like taking him out in the fifth of, you know, or any regular game. So it worked out. And you also, if you get, if you got any kind of a bruise on that, on that look, that lower leg, it changes yeah. your push off, and that just, and that dominoes up into arm problems later yep. if you don't if you don't have it. You know, at this point, especially early in the season, just let it be. Just, just give him give him set him down for a little bit. Let him let him get that <laughs> bruise worked out. And your boy Fetty, don't call me Wop. Um, if you didn't listen to the if you did not listen to the radio broadcast yesterday, guys, one hundred three point seven. Joe Simpson is and Ben Ingram. I mean, they not both. great. No, Joe Simpson is not great. But and he has he has his problem downfall. He has his issues, but he and Ben Ingram called that one. They were all <laughs> over that. I mean, what the Braves score one in the first. Washington led four to one at the end of one, and they're like, "Don't, don't worry about it. We're going to get some runs off of Fetty." <laughs> and they weren't wrong. I'm like, Talk your talk, Joe Simpson. <laughs> Shoot. And, and sure enough. They did. He didn't last a second. <laughs> it was so fun. We are in the car, and he's like, God, it's, they're just trashing this guy. <laughs> Go figure. Hopefully the Braves never trade for Fetty that oh, he and God. Joe Simpson meet, or it'll be Dion, <laughs> it'll be Dion Tim, Tim McCarver all over again, you know? <laughs> Man, that was so good. Oh, we're going to score on this guy. <laughs> Show me the lie. Uh, you know, yesterday was the first time in a while. I don't know. I can't. I cannot recall a single other time that the Braves have not just destroyed Strauss. He pitched really well yesterday. It's April. It uh, that's true. Hot. It's not hot, <laughs> and it was in and it was in DC. Now that said. I was at that game in Atlanta when he came out after like three and a third, and it was hot. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was awful hot. But we usually he's an just, athlete. We usually just stroke him, though. Yeah. I mean, yesterday was the first time that I can't recall us not hitting him well. Now, well, maybe we got all the hits off of him. Scherzer yesterday, yeah. Fetty and Fetty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Um. Real quick, just one little anecdote. What, Braves come home tomorrow. That's right. Three against Philly, three against Washington. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so. The schedule's right here in front of me, so let yeah. me tell you. Well, it's a little small um, in the dark. But. Also, I don't know. Um, yeah. No, no, it's three against Philly, four against Miami before okay. we go to Chicago. Oh, the Marlins coming in. And Sunday is Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, on ESPN. Yep. One little anecdote before we get out of here. Um, 
Yes. Your boy Ronnie huh? Ronald Acuna Jr. is on pace for fifty four fifty four. So there you go. <laughs> All right. We'll take it. We will come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Talk Titans and Preds. We'll be right back. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back in. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. On this Thursday edition, we are 11 minutes to the top of the hour. Thank you for listening on WKOM, WZYX, Facebook, and the podcast. We appreciate it so very much. Visit our website, sn-tnsports.com. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Amigos Mexican Grill. Amigos Mexican Grill has three great locations, one in Chapel Hill, one in Lewisburg, another in Spring Hill. They have the best Mexican cuisine and really a lot of fun over there. We were we, we heard some bingo mm-hmm. uh, on Monday night when we were over there before the, the championship game. And that was that was cool. That was cool. They have trivia tonight in Spring Hill and in Lewisburg. Um and catering, as low as $10 a person. Can't beat it. Cannot beat it. You can also order online. Amigos Mexican Grill, sh. sh.com. Dot com. Um, do you know what today is, Mo? Well, it's not hump day. You know what today's date is? April 8th. April 8th. And what happened on this day in 1974? Ha! Huh. Ha! The home run king. 715. 715. Henry! I was sitting at my kitchen table watching about a 12-inch black and white portable. Worth it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it would have been nice if I could have been watching it on the color TV in the living room, but my parents weren't having that, so, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> oh man, that's that's interesting. Yeah, would have thought that would have been a. It, that's kind of like putting a guy on the moon, right? I mean, well, to me, it was. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> to them, not so much. Yeah, take it your your parents weren't really sports oriented. Not not huge much. at that point, you know. I mean, my dad played baseball and football growing up, but I mean, it wasn't. A huge thing at at that point, and so yeah. you know. surprising wasn't a family thing, really. You know, well, Henry Hammer and Hank Aaron, may he rest in peace. The home uh, run king, the home run king, seven fifteen today, April eighth, nineteen seventy four. Um, 
moving on to some Titans news. The Tennessee Titans have hired a defensive analyst. Senior defensive assistant. Okay. So basically, I don't even know what that means. Basically, the Tennessee Titans have gone from no defensive coordinators to two. Possibly three. I mean, yeah, you, you can't tell me that Mike Vrabel yeah, has nothing to say. Stay out of there. So, yeah, there's that. So You uh, tell me, man. Jim Swartz. We're excited to add Jim to our staff. Vrabel said in a prepared statement that I'm reading from Teron Davenport's report for ESPN.com. He has a deep level of football knowledge and has overseen a great deal of success on the defensive side of the ball. So, so it always good. I hope that's a typo somewhere. I hope not. So I, it, I, I hope, I hope <laughs> it always good. So it always good to add a quality coach to our staff. This role will provide our defensive staff with Jim's experience and perspective in the staff meetings and on the practice field. So, um. He had, let's see if it pays off for him. He had, been, he had been defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles for the past five years. He was expected to take this year off while contemplating retirement. Or retire for a year, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, he has been a defensive coordinator for 14 years and was coach of the Lions from 2009 to 2013. I think he went there from his defensive coaches, uh, defensive coordinator's role with the Titans. Yeah, he was here from 1999 to 08 as an assistant the last eight years as D.C. So, should be, I mean, you can't have too many eyes on this defensive unit after last year. I don't disagree with that. So, I mean. You you can have all kinds of eyes somebody's got to make the call that's dedicated directly to them. And that, that didn't happen last year. I, I, I'm sorry his his attention was split as, as, as head well, coach would be. Right. And, uh, you know, that that's where I felt like the <laughs> – Coaching the defense while we're punting on yes. fourth down into 40. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that whoa, will whoa, never whoa. not be funny. What, whoa, what are we doing? <laughs> what, what, what's up? Oh, uh, we're on the plus side, and we're uh, no. How did Time we get out. here? I go over here to to talk to the defense for three minutes, and you guys are punting on fourth down on the forty. No, stop! That's not how this works. It's <laughs> not how any of this works. Time out. God, yeah, that will so, never not be funny, especially because we scored on the drive. <laughs> right? Oh God! So now, you know. So Shane Bowen was defensive coordinator last year, except in title. Right. Okay. Now so he now he's named is. defensive coordinator. And uh, we still don't trust and, you. And, and now it's like, <laughs> so poor Shane Bowen. He's like. But I thought. <laughs> I was told. I, I was told. Yeah. See, see, it says it right here. Defense coordinator. Goodness. Oh, man. It reminds me of those. Um, You remember the old ESPN commercials with Stuart Scott? 
and talking to the rookies, um, Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> I'm the man. No. Well, Shane Bowen thought he was. He didn't. Yeah. 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 Oof, man, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> Poor, Shane Poor Shane Bowen. Bowen. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's uh again, like you said, you can never have too many eyes on this defense. And Jim Schwartz is a guy that I, I trust. I mean, yeah. he's 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 been around the block. He has He's got a track record. He's got a a track record in Nashville. Yeah. Uh it's not the Nashville he knew, but it's Nashville. <laughs> Nonetheless. Yeah, he may need he he may He's be wearing out that GPS. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah. get that guy Rand McNally. <laughs> Man. That's Man. all I'm saying. It's changed a little bit. Uh but uh, I think I think it's a good hire. I really do. I, if nothing else, it's he's a mentor for Shane Bowen to give him some insight on, you know, maybe how to run a defense as a coordinator. You know, that's not something that Shane's ever done. You know, and, and I think I think it's important to have somebody who can who's done it before. If Rabel hasn't really done it, you know. Right. Not to the extent that Jim Schwartz has. No. So this is a chance for him to learn. So Preds play tonight. They get the they get the Red Wings um on the road before coming home Saturday to take on the Lightning. Uh make sure And again, that's an interesting schedule because they've got the Lightning on Saturday here at Bridgestone. They've got Dallas on Sunday at Bridgestone and then they've got the Lightning again on Tuesday at home. Is that correct? I do believe so. That's Three games his. in four days with two teams. That's interesting with all of the COVID restrictions that you've got that you're going to have two different teams coming into Bridgestone over such a short period of time. I mean, it's four games in six days against four teams. <laughs> I'm sorry, three teams, not four. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's it's 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 wild. Uh, 6.30, puck will drop tonight in uh, Detroit. 7 o'clock on Saturday night in Nashville at Bridgestone. Also 7 o'clock on Sunday and 7 o'clock on Tuesday. So should be a lot of fun. The Preds still working to hold on to that number four spot in the Central Division. The Discover Central Division. Mm. <laughs> uh, the, the Predators have discovered their offense and their defense. Uh, recently, so twenty-one and eighteen overall, one overtime loss on the season, and continuing to play better as the season progresses. So, keep an eye on the Nashville Predators as their season continues. That's going to do it for us today. We are going to send you off into the great unknown. Boy, I do appreciate you listening. On Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you missed any part of today's show, the podcast is available on sm-tnsports.com. It is also available on wzyxradio.net on their sports tab, so you can go there. It will be populated here shortly. Uh, got plenty of coverage tonight. College Hoops will be on the website. Um, some baseball and softball also as well, so keep it there for Coach Mike and Mo Patton, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia.